You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 245, Top 5 Feng Shui Tips from Angie and Laura. Welcome to episode 245 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to check us out, sign up for our mailing list. We have special workshops and opportunities to ask questions. And we actually have a special giveaway that we're doing right now. So we'll tell you about that. For our podcast listeners and newsletter subscribers, Laura and I thought that we would offer a free mini consultation to one of our listeners. And this would be a feng shui consultation on your home and you could submit your floor plan and we'll review it and it'll be on the podcast. So you'll be a, a guest on our podcast. It'll be super special because Laura and I don't really do one-on-one consultations anymore, except for the purpose for the purposes of the feng shui school and also um, for directly for our students of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So this is a special opportunity and we wanted to offer it to our podcast listener community because you guys really support us and we're really glad that you're here. So the way that you enter would be that you would submit a review on Apple Podcasts because I don't think the other podcast apps accept reviews, but if you can figure one out, figure one out, you can let us know. But on Apple Podcasts, we would say you take a screenshot of the review and then you would sign up for our newsletter if you're not already signed up and watch our newsletter for details on how to enter the giveaway. And then Laura and I will select a winner at random and contact you. And then we're going to air your home consultation, hopefully around Thanksgiving Mm-hmm. for a gratitude thank you to all of the listeners so we hope you guys will uh enter participate participate yeah <laughs> participate and and also we wanted to do a little shout out because we've noticed a few people have put reviews recently which are mm-hmm. super great we're really happy about that and it, it really means so much to us and by the way if you've already entered or submitted a review, you can always edit the review and update it and send the screenshot of that too. That's not an issue. So we hope that a lot of people will participate in this giveaway, but we want to give a shout out. So Laura is going to read a couple from the Canadian listeners and I'll read a couple from the US listeners. Or Yeah. Well, I have, yeah. So the one that I was going to, it's one from the Canadian because that's the ones that I see and it's Adri Claire. Adri, thank you so much for your review. Adri said this podcast brings balance to Mondays as being the start of a typical work week, which seems sunny and outward focused. To check out a new episode brings an opportunity for contemplation or a moon-like moment. So many interesting ideas that are practical and usually low cost and simple to apply. Thank you. Thank you. What's your name again? The handle, because it may not be your name. The handle they got is Adri Claire. Adri Claire. One of ours is from Amber JM, and they said that this podcast, this podcast, this podcast always resonates with them, that it always offers something that either inspires them or answers a question. 
and they especially love the interviews from our lineage holders and they appreciate bringing in the different perspectives that Laura and I have. So thank you so much, Amber. I think Amber might be one of our graduates. Um, oh, it's not, sorry, our students. students maybe, yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> shout out a second one, Mariah herself. Mariah herself says, love, I love this podcast. Angie and Laura are delightful and insightful. I always look forward to their episodes, especially the forecast ones. So thank you so much, Mariah. We really appreciate it. So we'll do a shout out every now and then for those of you who are leaving reviews, because it really helps. Things like this really help. You don't understand, like Mm -hmm. for my book and everything, it helps so much to leave a review. You don't even understand. So those little gestures make a huge difference. So on to the podcast. That's enough about us. Now let's talk about us. Hold on. No, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this episode. Tips. Yeah. No, we're going to do it a little bit differently. I literally just came up with this idea. So this could be podcast gold or it could not be. So we're going to see how this goes. So we were going, we are doing an episode about top five feng shui tips, but instead of us just doing our, you know, listing and explaining, which we love to do and we've done, and it's really good. I thought we could shake it up a bit and do a more of a conversation and I thought we could do sort of a scenario, one for Angie and then one for me, where it's almost like a real life situation, which has happened to us before. And it happens, it's pretty common for any listeners out there that do modalities or maybe your feng shui practitioners yourselves, you probably encountered similar situations. So for Angie, what I'm going to do is I am going to be a person that has invited Angie to my house to have tea. But we're friends, but we just became friends. And so Angie's going to come to my house and this is how it rolls. This is how it comes out. Wait, wait, wait. We should rewind. I would never go to someone's house and have tea. (laughs) What do you mean you would never go to someone's house and have tea? That I didn't know well. No, you know them. Like you met them in your yoga class and like they're a new friend. It's like an acquaintance. No, I'm not talking about someone off the street. Hypothetical. But but they've never, you've never been, the the key part here is you've never been to their house before. got it. Okay. So that's the, that's the thing. So whatever you need to come up with how you walk in that door, just you figure that out. Okay. Okay. So you are, you, you come to this house and this person, me, I'll be the person is like, oh my gosh, I'm really happy you're here. And I understand you like a feng shui person. And I'm really, really, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed about my house or I'm worried about my house or, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And then I ask you, Angie, okay, well, if you could just give me one really top quick tip, what would you do for my home? What would you help me for my home right now? What would you say, Angie? So I would say that one of the easiest ways that you can look at your feng shui is to check out if your stove is clean since we're having tea. And since I don't know this person that well, I'm not going to go into their bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would go over to their stove and then, well, if their stove was clean, they would go over, we would let, they would let me go over to their stove. But if not, actually, you know, we don't even have to go to their stove. We would just say, we would just talk about it and say like, you know, you need to really clean your stove and focus on your stove because your stove represents your wealth and abundance and your resources. So make sure you keep your stove clean. Do all your burners work? Are you using your stove on a daily basis? And I'm going to guess yes, because you've invited me over for tea. 
And then I would invite them to talk a little bit more about how they feel about their stove. Okay. And then what if I said to you, I don't cook? Does that matter? Yeah. So that comes up a lot. People say, well, I don't cook. Does that matter? And I would say, it doesn't matter if you don't cook because your stove still represents your wealth and resources. It's like the hearth of your home. It's where you have the fire element. So even if you don't use your stove, you should try to use your stove at least once a day, at least to boil water. And you should make sure that all the burners are working properly and it's in good working order. Okay. And I have one question for you, yep. Laura. If you were in- Me, Laura, or the person that you- No, Laura Morris. Okay, me, actual Laura. Okay. If you were in this situation and someone asked you and you were talking about the stove and they said that they hated their stove, hated what would it. you say? I I, I have to, stove. that would be a first. I've never, I've never had anyone who had passionate feelings about their stove. Most really? people are like, oh my God, I love no, my stove so much. Cause no, they're usually like really proud of it. There you know, have been people nice on our Instagram account that have said they hated their really? stove. Really? They hate mm-hmm. their stove? Mm-hmm. They might I would be s- like in a rental situation or a low income situation. Maybe. So that's what I'm, I'm asking. You know, that would be really interesting. If someone oh. actually had real visceral hatred for their stove, yes. I would probably, that well, not visceral hatred, but they just didn't, <laughs> and they didn't, they really like thought poorly of their stove. They, they didn't right. like okay. it very much. Okay. It wasn't working well. In fact, actually someone that we know, I'll tell you later, they wanted to get a new stove too, but they, they're, they're, well, yeah, getting a new stove is a big deal. Hold on. Their partner didn't want to invest in it yet. You know, she was the stay at home mom that was cooking and she felt her stove was really needed upgrading and she didn't feel like she had the room to ask for a stove. So that kind of case where you want to upgrade your stove, there's a lot of problems with your stove and you can't, what, what would you say? Well, you got that, that one question turned into like four different questions, but okay. Uh-oh. So no, no, it's okay. It really got, it got complex. Cause what I was going to say is, okay. First of all, stove is attached to wealth and resources in the home. And it is the center of the home. It is the hearth of the home. And the hearth in the home, typically across all cultures, is connected to the family and the family's, you know, worth and how they cook. So if you, if you are at a level where you you dislike your stove so much that A, you got to comment on Instagram or B, you need to tell someone about you don't like your stove, then I, that for me is a, is mean, is much deeper. And that would mean there's some issues around money and how you look at money and how you think about money. And if it's not equitable for you and you don't feel like you understand money, you're not worthy of having money. Like that goes beyond the stove for me. But I think that works for both situations I've talked about. Yes. In the other situation where I got a little bit more detail on that, that there's a definite inequity about money in the household. Because mm-hmm. not only that, the, the stove, depending on where it's located in the home, can also connect with arguments, right? With the couple too, because it's fire, right? And depending on where it's located. So there's a lot to unpack there. So we would probably move on to doing some other kind of personal chi work, but just for something, if they hate their stove or they dislike their stove, doing a ritual where you honor your stove and change your mindset about the stove, I think would be what I would recommend. So, you know, cleaning your stove Maybe adding something to the top of the stove or over the stove or on the back of the stove that's lovely, that's beautiful. Making sure your stove is in command. So maybe you don't like your stove because when you're standing at your stove, 
you feel really insecure. So, you know, make sure that you're in command and the way you get yourself in command at the stove is put a little mirror, pretty mirror, like above the stove or beside the stove and put like a little bowl of fruit next to it or a plant. And, you know, like just so that you make that whole cooking area much more, much prettier. If it's not working, you just need to straight up fix it. Like you need to straight up fix an element. And then, and if you're rental, you know, tell your landlord and they'll fix it. Some of those things are, they're pretty, if it's an old element one, they're actually not too hard to like replace and change. And it's not a huge, you know, issue, but I would repair it where you can, if you can't afford to upgrade, but honestly use it as an opportunity to do some, some personal work on how you think about money and self-worth while you're giving that stove some TLC and honoring it. Okay. My turn, my turn. All right. Okay. 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 So Laura, you and I are married and we're at dinner with some of my uh, clients. Okay. Okay. Clients. Okay. And we're having dinner with some clients Mm -hmm. and they're, they're great though. They seem very aligned with us. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm, so I say, yeah, you know, my wife, Laura, she's actually a feng shui teacher and so then the friends or sorry the clients are are like wow what is that like you know what is feng shui can you tell me a little bit about it and what would be your like what would you tell them so in this scenario just back up in this scenario i am not only your work wife but i am actually your wife wife yes okay (laughs) just checking Okay. You didn't want to talk about yourself. So you decided, because in yes. this scenario, you, you're not a feng shui person, right? No, I'm not a feng no. shui person. So what do I'm you do? I want to know, what do you do in this situation? In this, in this make uh, marriage? I am a lawyer. Oh, okay. All right. You would <laughs> so, be, you know what, Angie, you would be an excellent lawyer. No, you're very detail oriented. Yeah. You're very, you're very focused. You'd be, you'd be so, an excellent lawyer. So Laura, so, so this is a, a cup. This is a couple we're out to mm-hmm. dinner with. And you're stuck with them. However, <laughs> and you want to make a good impression, but they're mm-hmm. kind of, they're open, but they ha- don't really know what feng shui is. So what would be mm-hmm. your top feng shui tip for someone who doesn't really know okay. anything and it's a couple? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I, mm, yeah, you got to be careful. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go into anything relationshipy focused because that can get really, <laughs> that could get dangerous. Like, you know, and I, and I don't want to go, I wouldn't go there just because again, you don't know these people, especially if I have to keep this kind of very top level. So I'd have to give them a tip that is very, is universal, but uh, also really accessible. So I would probably pivot and talk about, I would take it away from them as a couple and I would talk about their careers. So I would probably focus on their work life because then I would say, oh, what do you guys do? It's like, oh, okay. So then we would talk a bit about that. I said, well, I could talk about the desk maybe. I would say, okay, you know, when you're sitting at your desk, you know, can you see the door when you're sitting at your desk, wherever you are, when you're working and do you feel comfortable, you know, can't you have a good view of the desk and of, of the door, sorry, when you're sitting there and you, you in command of your, of your work life. Cause I say, that's what it represents. And they said, yes, I can see the door, no problem, but my office is very small. And so my chair is, I can't, in order to do that, I can't, like my chair is really like pulled up against the wall. And so I would say, okay, well, just, and that means that you in your work life, you don't have a lot of opportunity. 
you don't have a plan B. So if things shift quickly, you don't have anywhere to go. You don't have a backup plan. So I would encourage them to like make some space so that they can pull their chair out properly. I would tell them also to keep their desk neat, but there's a difference between neat and messy, like clutter and, and mess. So I would say whenever you're starting a new project, make sure that you completely reset your desk, you know, organize it and then let it get messy while you're on working on your project. And then, you know, to reset, declutter it. I think that's probably what I would say. I might talk about the front door too, but I don't know. Okay. Well, why don't we make that my question? Okay. You are on a date with somebody <laughs> and this person their career is stalled and no one ever listens to them like their career and their job is stalled and they don't feel like they're being heard at work what would you tell them okay so is it a first first date or i i it it feels like a weird thing to talk about on a first date, but you don't, you, this is just a one-off. You're like, that dude got way too into his whole career thing. So I'm not going to see him, but just for, for, okay, okay. you know, for this right. exercise. So then I would try to think of some very simple way to address someone's career. And, and what was the part about like the people at work? Nobody's listening to him. He doesn't Nobody's feel like he's listening. ever heard. Okay. So I would say, you know, that's interesting because doors and feng shui represent the voice. And so there may be something happening with your front door because the front door is your mouth to the world or your voice to the world. And it's like that transition between your inner life and your outer life. So one may look at the door, the entry door to their home. Or alternatively, if it's with work, it could be the entry door to your office if you have your own office at work or your cubicle or whatever the situation is, or to your home office if you have one. But in general, I would say look at the entry to your home and see if the door can open a full 90 degrees if you're able to communicate fully what you want to say to them. And then also make sure there's not a lot of obstacles in the way of the door if you have a hard time coming in and out of the door like you have to turn sideways or there's not enough room to put things down or it's it's just filled with junk mm -hmm. then the all of those things can represent the ability for chi which is life force energy to come into your space so so decluttering the entry both inside and outside and giving it a good sweep and making sure the door isn't the door is able to open a full 90 degrees yeah. And then you find out that because the guy, has, he trips on his bike or the person, they you trip over their bike every time you they walk in and there's just shoes everywhere mm. and it's dark. So you sound like you've had this story that you've had this happen in your life. Um, I've seen this entryway in my in my <laughs> travels. Yes. I've seen this entryway. Yes, yes. And you know, when they oh. hang the bike on the wall, but the, it actually comes out really far and you can't like it. It's just gonna hit your it's, head it's in yeah you hit your head on it every time you come in yeah yeah well actually there was one friend I have that I did a consultation at her house and when she moved in with her boyfriend that was like a big thing she's like I don't know where to put the bike and they they were gonna hang it on the wall but any place you would hang a bike on the wall in New York City is just kind of an intrusion 
Yeah. I mean, look, there are places you can hang in the wall. I actually think that that solution is, can be really clever, but it's when you go over the sofa. Yeah. That's where they wanted it. Or is that where they were going to put it? I think that's where they were going to put it, but well, if they paid up. a lot for the bike, that no, like, they maybe broke it's a really up. fancy bike. Oh, they broke up like a few weeks later, and oh. and this was like years ago before the pandemic. And now I just saw she got engaged over the. Oh, okay. Weekend. So you were right. Well, I wasn't right, but it was just like weird. It was weird, and you were right. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay, so do we have any other tips that we wanted to share? I think we covered quite a few. So we covered the the stove. We talked about wealth in the stove. stove clean. We talked about the desk and sitting at your desk. We talked, we about, talked the about the entryway and how important that is. Um, we have two more. Yeah. So every time, not every time, lots and lots and lots of times people will panic about their bathrooms, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had someone come up to you and said, I heard I heard I have to keep the toilet seat down all the time on my bath in my bathroom. Is that true? Is that a good feng shui? So I would say, you know, I have a lot of podcast episodes and blog posts about the bathroom. But in general, the easiest and simplest way to improve the chi of your bathroom is to just give it some TLC to keep it clean. Absolutely keeping the toilet seat closed helps. But in a lot of other ways, does it help? It helps because it reduces the amount of humidity in the bathroom and it's very practical. And if it's if the toilet seat is open, things can fall in pretty easily. So I always close the toilet mm-hmm. seat anyway, especially if you flush the toilet. toilet it's scientifically water. proven that right. you should close the toilet seat before right. you flush. It's, it's healthier mm-hmm. for you. So it's not just a feng shui tip, but it's a practical tip. Yeah. And I think a lot of these tips that we're talking about in these scenarios is to try and calm people down <laughs> sometimes or to demystify, also to debunk some myths, right, in feng shui. So part of the bathroom and giving it TLC is that making your bathroom beautiful and a sanctuary is almost sometimes all you need to do often because you know, when feng shui came, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, the idea of elimination, personal elimination of waste is much different than it is today. So our bathrooms are already so much nicer and they're not the same kind of depletion they are when, you know, that when this, you know, the concept first developed, yes, water still drains away and, you know, it is a place of elimination, but if you spend some time to make it beautiful, take care of it, um, you know, not have it too de- to have it, you know, decluttered, make it, turn it into a place where you refresh and revive that, that is honestly right there. That's a ton. Yeah. And the TLC is really important too, because if you have a bathroom that's not taken care of well, mm-hmm. mildew can develop, mold mm-hmm. can develop, leaks can develop, and that does literally drain your water. Or your finances. And your finances. Yeah, your finances. Yeah, exactly. Like your you finances and water. Like it's, mm-hmm. mo- it's very in a very expensive repair. You can damage someone else's property if you live in an apartment building mm-hmm. or condo. Or you damage the other, you know, your foundation or your basement or your other parts of your home. So actually, it is a very important place to make sure you maintain. So usually 
we're coming from the place that people have a well-working bathroom. So you want to keep it working well. You want to make sure that you update it. You don't neglect it. You don't allow the paint to peel off and mildew to develop and not pay attention to the leaks that are happening because all of that represents your resources, your water, your chi being drained away. And, and then the last the one. last yeah last point I think I if we had a scenario if I had a scenario with someone the same person maybe that was upset about their bathroom and also was worried about this and that was also worried about that and they had a real sense of uh sort of spinning like they were they were feeling anxious and they were feeling unmoored like they just were like maybe they just needed to settle I would say focus on the center of your home because that's really the center area of the Bagua as well as the home generally is a place of well-being and it's a place of grounding and it's the center point and it's with all other things kind of spin around. Spend some time looking at the center of your home or your bedroom. Bedroom usually has a bed in the middle of it, but your home and see what's there. Spend some time to clear it out and if you need, if you can, or if it's an option, adding something that's really grounding, like maybe a rug, maybe a sculpture, or maybe a table, maybe it's your dining room table, you know, adding something that feels really clearing it off and something that feels really grounding, like maybe a big ceramic, a beautiful ceramic vase with flowers in it or a plant or something. Just spend some time on the center with the intention of just you know, dropping and, and, and removing sort of this anxiety that you have about all the other parts of your home <laughs> and just focus on the center. Those are our top five feng shui tips from Angie and Laura. The first one is to keep your stove clean and give it some love. Second is to activate your desk. Three is to declutter the entry. Four is to offer your bathroom some TLC. And five is to find your center. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Don't forget to enter our giveaway for the free feng shui consultation for one of our listeners. You can learn more by joining our newsletter list and check out our newsletters. And you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review. And if you leave a review and, and are on our mailing list, you'll have an opportunity to participate or enter a giveaway for a free mini consultation that will air on the podcast. So you'll be a guest. You can always support us by checking out our offerings. We have a certification. You can see it at mindfuldesignschool.com and learn all about how to study with us. We have a certification course starting in February of 2024. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.